Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to episode 220 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing bidets. Now, full disclosure, we're not just talking about bidets, we're also talking about pee and poo and private parts on this week's episode. I'm going to do my absolute best to keep this conversation PG rated, but just know that we're talking about bathroom happenings on today's show. Now, listener Dana, shout out to Dana, hello. Dana asked that I do an episode on bidets, and I must say that bidets are a popular topic in our closed Facebook group, The Sustainable Minimalists. So doing an episode on this topic has been on my mind. I thought about interviewing a brand representative from a bidet attachment company, but then I thought to myself, well, no, this is a tricky subject. If I had a brand rep come on, the brand rep would just talk about how great their product is, and I'm not necessarily sure that would be doing the topic justice. And so I needed somebody who was willing to be down and dirty, real honest about their bidet trying experience. That will be me. (laughs) So long story short, I bought a bidet attachment from Tushy for my master bathroom toilet, and what made me decide ultimately to pull the plug was that on one nondescript Saturday morning, one of my daughters shouted down from upstairs that we were out of toilet paper and she needed toilet paper. So I walk to the basement where I keep our stash and it's empty. And then I walk to the powder room bathroom and there's none in there. And then I walk upstairs all the way to the second floor and look in those bathrooms for extra toilet paper. And lo and behold, there's no toilet paper anywhere. We were out. And I just had a moment where I thought to myself, what a waste of time. What a waste of money. It's time to try a bidet once and for all. Okay, so for anybody listening who's like, what on earth is a bidet? I don't even know what that is. A bidet these days in 2021 is a method of cleaning yourself after using the bathroom, but the cleaning agent is not toilet paper. The cleaning agent is a spray of water. Bidets are extremely common throughout the world, especially in Europe and Asia and South America, And just because they're not popular in America does not mean that there are not significant benefits to using one. And we're going to get into the benefits. But the bidet was born in France in the 1600s. And these days, there are so many different kinds of bidets. There are freestanding bidets and handheld ones and built-in ones. I didn't buy any of those. I bought. I went easy. I bought a bidet attachment, and the attachment just hooks up to my existing toilet. I should say there are lots of different options for bidet attachments. I bought the one without all the bells and whistles. You can buy an attachment that uses warm water, if that's of interest. You can buy one with a fancy chrome knob, if that's your style. But I'm cheap, so I bought that entry-level option. And again, I chose to purchase my bidet attachment from Tushy. I'll link to it in the show notes. Now, this attachment, it took about eight minutes to install. I installed it myself. I bought just one attachment, even though we have three toilets in our home, because I wanted to try it out. I did not want to invest in three if one just wasn't going to work for my family. 
So I didn't know what to expect. I've used a bidet on vacation before as I was traveling abroad, but trying it on vacation is much different from inviting one into your home. But I was excited to step away from excessive toilet paper use. And speaking of toilet paper, we can't talk about bidets without talking about toilet paper first. It should be no surprise to anybody listening that toilet paper comes from trees. And if you like your toilet paper soft and fluffy and plush, standing trees are cut down to create that paper. Americans use the equivalent of 27,000 trees worth of toilet paper each and every day. Think about that. That's insane. And the average American family uses three rolls of toilet paper per week. There's also the chlorine problem when we talk about toilet paper. It's chlorine that turns brown tree matter into that white color that we come to expect from our toilet paper. And I should say that if you want to know absolutely everything there is to know about toilet paper, the recycled options, the bamboo options, the hemp options, I did an episode on it. It was episode number 120 if you missed it, and I will link to it in this week's show notes. I should say that according to medical professionals, bidets are much more hygienic than using toilet paper, and that's for a few reasons. We'll get to that in a minute as well. But the benefits to embracing a bidet over toilet paper, there are many. The average American uses $10 worth of toilet paper every month or $120 per person per year. So think about how large your family is. Four people, multiply that by 120. That's what you're spending every year on a single-use disposable item. For me, I'm a family of four. That's $480 I'm spending a year on toilet paper. Hmm, I'm thinking right now all the other things I'd like to do with $480. There's also the obvious benefits associated with using a bidet over toilet paper. You're saving trees. Standing trees are not cut down to create the paper for your wiping needs. And if you're saying to yourself, but wait, you're using excess water. So how could that be environmentally friendly? Well, it takes 37 gallons of water to create one single roll of toilet paper. So when we frame this conversation from the water usage perspective, it's important to note that toilet paper is incredibly more water dependent than a bidet. In fact, a bidet attachment, like the one I bought, uses approximately one pint of water per use, which is significantly less than the 37 gallons of water it takes to create one roll of toilet paper. If you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, I am super skeptical, know that I was there too. I thought my toilet paper was working just fine. However, as I alluded to earlier, Toilet paper leaves germs behind, and because you're using your hands with the toilet paper, you risk contaminating your hands with such germs. Bidets are hands-free. And another incorrect belief that I had as I was thinking about the bidet question was, well, wait a minute, aren't you washing with dirty water? Isn't the bidet using dirty water to clean my private areas? And the answer is no. The water that you're using to clean with is the same exact water you use to brush your teeth with. It is clean water. And I should say 
I was really happy to know that when my four-year-old sat on the potty and used the bidet for the first time and she (laughs) didn't do it exactly right, so water went all over the bathroom. I was really happy to know at that juncture that the water that was sprayed all over my bathroom was clean. We're going to transition this topic into the actual use. How did it go? How was the learning curve? What do my children and husband think? After a quick word from this week's sponsor. If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, and we're back. We're talking about bidets. We're talking about how on earth did it go the first time I used it. Well, I must say the learning curve was incredibly short for me. I installed it. I tried it. It was easy. I just turned the knob. Maybe I like wiggled a little bit on the seat so that the water went to the area that that I needed it to wash. And I actually felt really clean afterward. I was skeptical that water would clean me well enough, frankly, especially after number two, let's say. But I felt really, really clean. You can adjust the strength of the water spray for more intense cleaning depending on your needs. And the highest level that the spray goes to is actually very powerful. The best way I can describe it is think about power washing your house. You use a power washer to get the dirt and grime off your house. It's exactly like that, except it's for your bum. (laughs) It definitely cleans. And in some ways, I felt as though the bidet cleans better than toilet paper. And that's because, as I alluded to earlier, a bidet is a hands-free option. I'm not using my hands to wipe around germs and bacteria. Hands-free. Loved that. Now, I will say there is one aspect to bidet usage that I'm not so fond of, and I'm still trying to work it out in my own life. After using it, you're wet, right? There are times when I am able to air dry. Like, think about getting out of the shower. You're wet. (laughs) Some parts of you must be air dried. There are times after using the bidet that I can air dry, but there are other times where I need to get moving. I don't have time to stand there and air dry. And I need to put my clothes back on, but I don't want to put my clothes back on because I'm wet. So my solution to this is I keep a hand towel by the toilet and I use it to pat myself dry in those instances where I can't air dry. And because I'm clean, because I've just used the bidet, I don't find this habit of using a towel to be nearly as cringy, in my opinion, than family cloth. Family cloth for me personally is just not going to happen. But at the end of the day, I take that hand towel and I throw it in the wash and I replace it with a new one. So that's how I'm getting around 
the wet problem. But I will say for me personally, the wet issue, the being wet issue is something that I'm still not used to and I've had the bidet for two weeks. So I'm working on it. Now, I have two kids (laughs) and they absolutely love the bidet. They prefer to use the bidet over toilet paper. They think it's the most fun, new invention in the whole world. Not new at all, kids. It was made in the 1600s, but they think it's the best. My seven-year-old can use it completely independently. They both screamed the first time they used it because it's a shock to have a little spurt of water on your private parts. Uh, But they giggled and loved it. My seven-year-old can use the bidet all by herself independently. She knows how to use it. She knows how to position herself. She knows how to wiggle, etc. She's good to go. The four-year-old remains slightly hesitant about turning the knob to turn the spray on by herself. So I'm still, you know, turning it on for her. But for me, that's a win because I'm no longer wiping her bum after she goes poo. (laughs) So I'd much rather turn the spray than wipe her butt. (laughs) So yeah, the kids are on board. The husband's on board. I'm on board. We are definitely going to get another bidet for the kids' bathroom. I'm still on the fence about the powder room bathroom. I don't know. Listeners, write to me. Tell me what you think if you have a bidet in or a bidet attachment in the powder room where guests use. I'd love to know. I will say that I believe a bidet may be right for you if you're interested in reducing the amount of toilet paper you buy, but you are not interested in family cloth. So if you fall in that place where you're looking at toilet paper and you're like, wait a minute, this is a single-use item that happens to be expensive and environmentally detrimental, but family cloth is just not for me, I think you might benefit from considering of a day. So I hope I answered all your questions, Dana, and anybody else who is interested or confused about bidets, I must say, I didn't know anything about bidets. I thought that if I embraced a bidet, I had to rip out my toilet and put in a freestanding bidet. No, 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 not true. Not true in 2021. You just buy the attachment and you hook it up to your toilet. Super easy. So I've linked to the entry-level model I purchased in the show notes, as well as the episode that I previously recorded all about toilet paper. Listeners who have bidets, reach out. I want to know what made you pull the plug. If you are listening from another country where bidets are just as common as coffee with cream, (laughs) uh, reach out. Tell me, what do you think of the American reluctance toward bidets? I want to hear from those of you who have it, those of you who don't have it and are reluctant. I want to know all the thoughts. Now, we do have an eco tip this week, and the eco tip comes from Kendall. I'm going to go ahead and read it because Kendall sent me an email. Kendall says that she has a friend who's a mom of two young boys, and there are, of course, lots of stained clothing, uh, especially the onesies from the baby. She wanted to pass down these onesies, but they are stained because babies are very messy. So when it was time for her second-born son to wear all the clothes she had saved, He was rocking new outfits every time because she camouflaged the stains and gave those pre-loved clothes a new life by doing a gigantic tie-dyeing batch. (laughs) Isn't that a great idea? Like, all these new clothes, 
their old clothes, but they're new because they have been tie-dyed. I love it. It's so creative, so economical. And instead of having to rip up all these clothes and create rags, you extend their life because there is a point in our lives where we have too many rags, right? So I love this. Thank you so much, Kendall, for writing to me. Okay, now we do have one more housekeeping issue before we say goodbye. If you are a longtime listener, you know that in the past, I have done some ethical gift guide roundup type episodes. This year, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it for a few reasons. But the main reason is that I do not want to push excessive consumption on you. These gift guides often start with me saying, oh, make or give a consumable. But then the gift guide goes into what you could buy. And so in efforts of staying with my eco-minimalist principles, I'm not doing it. I'm not telling you what to buy or I'm not suggesting items to buy. Instead, I would love to do an episode that is an accumulation, or I suppose a better word would be a mesh, a melting pot of all of your best ideas. But this is only going to work if you all call me and you all give me your ideas. So I want to know, what on earth are you giving your loved ones for the holidays this year? Are you making something? Are you baking something? Are you not doing anything? I want to know your best ideas. And just so you know, there's no wrong answer. I envision an episode that is a celebration of all of your voices and all of your thoughts. So I have linked in this week's show notes to the voicemail so that you can call me and leave me your best tips. Just leave your name and what you're given for Christmas or the holidays this year. Simple. If you are an international listener and my voicemail doesn't work for you, I'm very sorry. You can email me. My email is also in the show notes and I will read it in my best voice. So thank you in advance. I look forward to hearing from all of you. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview where we are discussing how to make your nursery or how to make your existing child's room more sustainable. It's a really great interview. It is going to perhaps shock an awful lot of parents out there. I will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend and take care, my friends. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.